It's all about want to, need to have. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Buda Baker out of Belichick and Metcalf track him down. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. My funniest meme that I saw was, yes, uh, I was tequila. Yes. DK Metcalf was like somebody else. Today's guest, senior college football writer for The Athletic, Nicole Auerbach. Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey. Washington football team head coach, Ron Rivera. Plus, lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host sitting here in Los Angeles, California. My name is Rich Eisen, thus the name of the show. Uh, We're thrilled to be here on Peacock, NBC Sports on Peacock, after Dan Patrick every single day. Same thing with Sirius XM Channel 211, NBC Sports Audio. This Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio affiliate, smart enough to have us. 35 of those and counting. We're thrilled to be uh, here for you also on Odyssey Streaming Live, our podcast every single day, all three hours you can get on the Cumulus Podcast Network. So the Rich Eisen Show, quite frankly, is unavoidable. And if anybody takes in this program, you know I will always say, never give anybody a reason to have an image that would actually, uh, I guess, crystallize their negative view of you. Don't give them anything, right? And so in that respect, uh, for those of you who think Chris Brockman is, in fact, an empty chair, that is the visual that we have for you right there on Peacock, right next to Mike Del Tufo, yes, as he has willingly left his seat to go join his friends in Tampa, Florida, for a fantasy football draft in which there are no time limits into which to draft somebody. So that's how Chris decides to spend his time. And um, and what we will do is just absolutely hammer him for it. Yes. Certainly when he's not here, it gets worse. And that's the way friends treat friends. I'm Mike actually a little, I'm, I'm a little sad. Like, are I'm you not, really? Do yeah, you miss him? I'm, I, have, I have, what do they call that when uh, separation? I, I'm, yeah. Yeah. So you're a baby. You're like, yeah, his, you're a, like baby. a baby. Yeah. He and Cage Brockman. Cage is 18 months old. You're just a, like a grown ass man in his mid 50s. Yeah. You're okay. I actually feel like a little. Do you little, need me to come over there and burp you? I actually, I'm, I have a tear. <laughs> I'm actually like weeping a little. But you got to be happy for those on NBC Sports. I have a single. That's a, you've got a single, single shot. I mean, I never like you, have the same. <laughs> I'm enjoying the single. Hey, you single. look good on that, Mike. <laughs> I love that. That's a good shot. Mike Del Tufo's got yeah, a single it. shot today. So look at that. suddenly he does not miss Chris Brockman at, no, all. at all. Chris Brockman who? <laughs> okay. That works, Mikey. Hello, TJ Jefferson, social media grand master. Hey, Rich, you know, I'm just over here working on my crates. You oh, know, you got your... Is oh, that no, so no, walked across. By the way, I'm like, oh, where God. is he what going? Like, we're two minutes before <laughs> we're on the doing? air. And then, because, you know, I'm a lead pipe wielding professional. I'm making last minute notes in my notebook yes. here. So I have information. And I just saw something five minutes ago about what just happened in the Giants-Patriots uh, scrimmage slash practice uh-huh. that we'll be, uh, I'll mention in a second. And I, I saw you were carrying something. You've got a crate. Yeah, well, you know, I'm the, since the crate challenge is the big thing yes. right now on social media. Yes. You know, in between, you know, while we're on commercial breaks, you know, yes. I'm going to stack a bunch of these and hope that I don't break my back. Do TJ, we, I need know? that for my records. I can use that for my records. Oh, yeah, we, when, I when I'm done with it, you can, yeah. <laughs> this is um, a great use of your time. Yeah. And I, uh, as we gotta somebody stay, who, we got to stay with the times, Rich. Who we is the host, showrunner, owner of this program, I, I, I approve. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if I get hurt, though, that's also might come down on you. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, suddenly, right. suddenly, um, you know, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> so one of my favorite things to do here, we haven't done this in a while, um, is to break down 
a Bill Belichick press conference. We haven't oh, yeah. done that in a while. We, I mean, this is this is as old as our hills, which is going to be seven years and counting in October. We celebrate our seventh anniversary in October of the Rich Eisen Show right here from El Segundo, California. And um, and so um, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. And there was an exchange today that caught our attention because. We saw it coming. <laughs> we saw it coming. We knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. We saw it from very far away. Because we look over the steering wheel here at the Rich Eisen Show. We take in the forest and the trees to so, make you a smarter consumer, not only of this program, but when you go uh, out and about amongst your friends, you know what you're talking about. I heard that on the Rich Eisen Show, or I knew that because I heard that there. We love that sort of mm-hmm. stuff and spell our name right. That's all we ask. <laughs> But we've been around this football rodeo for a while, and that's the royal we that I'm referring to in uh, me. And so um, when, when you have a quarterback competition in training camp, at some point a starter is going to be named. And it takes a while for some. Um, for instance, Urban Meyer took all the way to yesterday <laughs> to finally let us know and finally allow us to remove our posteriors from the edge of our football seats mm-hmm. and just sit back because I was truly on the edge of my yeah, seat. Heck of a what will Trevor Lawrence have to show to be named the starter in Jacksonville Jaguar? So that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. We know the day before Matt Nagy let it be known that Justin Fields is starting the final preseason game. Andy Dalton will not have any run in that preseason game. That's coming up this weekend. Ergo, question, does that mean Andy Dalton's the week one starter? Oh, yeah, but yes, that's the way we learned in Chicago. Andy Dalton's your starter. We're waiting to hear in San Francisco. And there was an interesting exchange with Kyle Shanahan on that just just in the last 24 hours with Jimmy Garoppolo as well. And I can't wait to show that for you and to you in about uh, 40 minutes, I think. We'll do that. But we just got to get right to the piece of steak, the filet mignon mm-hmm. in New England, because yeah. it's, I mean, quarterback competition. I don't know, Bill Belichick, did he have one in Cleveland? I don't know, you know, he bounced Bernie, and it was quite quite a surprise that he's basically Bernie Kosar out, Vinny Testaverde in. Yeah. I mean, there yeah, was no quarterback competition between Bledsoe and Brady until obviously Bledsoe got blown up by New York Jet Mo Lewis. And yeah. then there was sort of a... Not a competition, but there was a controversy that Bill, as we all know, and yeah. as is his want, will place the velvet ropes around and suck the oxygen out of and make you guess until he makes his decision and he'll let you know on his own damn time. So this is kind of new for everybody. Oh, yeah. Mac Jones, lot, Cam yeah. Newton, Cam Newton, Mac Jones. And we, as we all know, Cam Newton um, has been out for the last five days because he, I guess, left town, had a miscommunication, as it's saying, about... Uh, about being tested and still being tested while he's out of town. So while well, he left, and he had to go through a re-entry process, five days of which, because we're assuming he is not vaccinated for whatever is his reasoning on that. You know where we stand on that subject. And um, he's back now. The five days is over. 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 And Mac Jones looked terrific in his own practices and then in Wednesday's scrimmage with the Giants. And now Cam's back. So Cam's back. Wants a spot back. And he wants a spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you know, the whole thing is Bill said he's a, a starter. 
not the starter, but everybody has to still earn their starter status, do your job, new year, new everything. And that's the way it's been. And we had Tom Curran, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Curran, Tommy Curran and Tom E. Curran, same person <laughs> from NBC Sports Boston. We had him on last week after the Patriots waxed Philadelphia in the preseason week two opener. We had him on and say, who's going to be the guy? Is it going to be you? Who's going to be the guy or gal, your member of the media in Boston, to ask Bill <laughs> to let us know how he's going to decide and when, 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 when uh, the timetable, the timetable, who is going to be, will it be Tom? I even played the role of Belichick. I said, you ask the question, I'll be Belichick. And then Tom played the role of both himself and Belichick, like how it's this. going to go. It's great. We posted it. We retweeted it. It was great exchange. I loved it. And he even said it could be Mike Reese. I said, send Breer up there because they... Oh, Breer they, loves it. You know, they love him already yeah, yeah. up there. Send him up there to take the bullet. <laughs> the bullet. Well, it turned out to be a member of the media, Chris Gasper. Oof. WCVB-TV, your ABC affiliate in Boston. WCVB. And, you know, it's going it, to... It merits the, the treatment that we love to give breaking down the Bill Belichick press conference. So Mike Hoskins, who's at the controls, he's got the soundbite uh -huh. teed up. I'm going to stop it. Pause. And then we're going to go back here a little bit. Pause. It, it, I will chop it up, and then we'll play it all the way through. Do they draw straws up in Boston to see who has to ask a great question? Like, like, like who has to, like, like no, Rich, but Rich kudos to Chris. single and he has great questions. Kudos though. to yeah. Chris, because here we go. What the, the opener by Chris, I did not see coming. I didn't see it coming. But here it is. <laughs> hey, Bill, I hope you're doing well today. Um, Pause. Hope you're doing well today. Hope you're doing well today. Mike, hope you're doing well today. I mean, I'm like... Will you tell me what is your timetable? You're like, hey, hope you're doing hope well you're doing today. Well. I mean, yeah. Let me... I appreciate it. Hope that. you're doing well today, Belichick. That's a, you, you got me... So for the radio audience, uh, Bill doesn't move. <laughs> Hit it. I just want to ask you, in your mind, at what point do you have to sort of transition here from the spirited quarterback competition to having a starter, giving them the majority of the reps, and getting them prepared for Miami and to be the starter throughout the rest of the year? Pause. I mean, that's it right there. That was superbly phrased. At what point yeah. will you transition from spirited competition <laughs> to getting a starter prepared for the Dolphins, their week one opponent. Terrific way to phrase it. Not yes. a yes or no. Will you make a decision anytime soon? What's your timetable to transition from the competition? Mm -hmm. You know, that we know Belichick enjoys spirited competition. Yeah. Well done. Here's the answer. Yeah, I don't have a timetable on that, Chris. So can't can't tell you. <laughs> the way he's just rocking. I don't have a time table on that, Chris. So, what do you do? Yeah. Is that a, is that an acceptable answer? No, not really. Got to follow up. Got to follow up. Yeah, Got of course. To. How are you gonna look yourself in the mirror? No. How are you gonna go back to your colleagues at ABC in Boston? Not if you're a professional. Let no. the building. You can't walk away with that. Got to follow up. Got to follow up. Questions: How do you follow up? 
problem is, is Chris just rephrases the question. Oh. I fear for Chris. Roll it. I mean, do you feel like, I, I know you said you don't have a timetable, but do you feel like that's something that's coming up soon here as we get to the end of, of training camp? You'll approach that or make that decision at the end of training camp here? Pause it. Chris? Yeah. You know what Chris is reminding me of? But he can't do full. He can't go full on this. But what? this is Tom Cruise yeah. and a few good men. Yeah. I want answers. You want and Bill's just not buying it. Nope. Staring him down through the Zoom. I want answers. I can handle the truth. You can't. You might not be able to. Bill. <laughs> I know you don't have a timetable, but I want an answer. Here's his answer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure exactly how that would go. Got it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Thanks. Got it. Thanks. Got it. Thanks. Uh, you know, it's because uh, at that point you got to back off. Yeah. But then again, like, could you imagine if Tom Cruise, after the first answer from Colonel Jesse, oh, would have been got it. Thanks. Got it. Yeah, you would have <laughs> totally different ending. Yeah. Oh, totally different ending. Done. There's only one good man. There's not a few. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Got it. Thanks. Santiago. Uh, at that point, you got to back off. Got to back yeah. off. So we're not going to get an answer just yet. In New England. Well, boy, I just love breaking down Belichick. Oh, he's amazing. It's so much fun. It's just, first you come you, at the king, yeah. and it was well done. First question. Yeah. Second question, you know, again, well done, Chris. You can uh, tell he's been there he before. Did it. It, it, we, that's the, this is the million dollar question. Yeah. When are we going to know? Before the preseason game, week three, pre, before the final preseason game, before cuts, you know, two weeks out, take some gumption to do that because you know what you're. You know what's coming back at you. You yeah. know it's not going to be pretty. No, you're getting... And he yeah. tried to sweeten it up as much as he could before he asked. Follow-up question. I'm telling you, the follow-up <laughs> question is you can't rephrase it. Now, I, I know you're not going to give me the answer, but let me rephrase the question that I want the answer to. I'm not, you're gonna, the, the follow-up is going to be like, what historical aspect of other processes you might have been involved in that you're drawing on to give us an idea of how you might go about this process. Open up. You got yeah. Like what happened with Hostetler and, and, uh, you know, and Parcells, Bill, like you, that's the direction I think you got to go in. Yeah. You can't, you gotta be like a boxer. Maybe you get something. Yeah. I remember I was around Ted Marchabroda once and Marchabroda did this. And now suddenly you might get a kernel of an idea of what you're looking for out of Bill. But, but you're not going to get, yeah, I'll tell you on September 5th. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I know I got Flores' number still in Miami. I'm going to call him first, let him know. Right. <laughs> so he can adjust accordingly. Well done. I just, I mean, this is just cat and mouse, three dimensional chess. Why was he swaying like that, Rich? Was oh. he on, Belichick, Bill. do you notice he was just like he was on a boat? He was just rocking. Maybe back he was. He could be. He could be on 19 yeah. rings or whatever yeah. he calls his boats right now. Just, I mean, you could put any background behind you. Yeah. Did you notice that, though? Could have like, been. Stopped a little fishing, parked the boat. Let's do the zoom. Do you think these reporters are terrified, Rich? No, they're not. They're not. And he knows who it was, Chris. Like, yeah. he calls it, like, you know, I mean, it's not like they don't know him and he doesn't know them. Follow-up is more and, important. And I will say this. And then we got to take a break and set up the rest of the show. Set up the rest of the show and take a break. 
Belichick speaks to the media more than most coaches. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Tomlin, you get one shot at him a week, I think, and then after the game. Mm -hmm. Bill has multiple, multiple press availabilities. But he's so multiple. good at it. But, but if he doesn't so tell you anything, then... But there's but when then, but when he does tell you some stories or whatever, it's amazing. It's oh. like the NFL 100 all-time team show. You would sell tickets to that. But one thing you are not going to find out right now, Cam or Mac, Mac or Cam, not right now. It's like this. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I'm not an expert in footballs. I'm not an expert in football measurements. I'm just telling you what I know. Would not say that I'm Mona Lisa Vito. <laughs> That's amazing. The football world. When he does it. was. In the car expertise. <laughs> in the That's car When he expertise. went my cousin Vinny. Oh, man. Then him calling in right around this point last year telling you to do your job. I mean, he, he didn't even like, know what an because we told him we needed this for an audio drop. I don't know what a drop is. Your job. There you go. I, mean, he was like, I don't know what a drop is. I don't even know what an audio drop is. There you go. <laughs> so, um, still to come in this hour, the way that Kyle Shanahan handled that question about Garoppolo or Lance, and then, and then uh, did one of those quarterbacks give up the ghost? That's coming up in hour number one. We've got a full plate today. Um, hour number three uh, on this program, the head coach of the WFT, Washington football team, Ron Rivera, will join us on this program. Can't wait to talk to a guy who is the defending NFC East champion head coach who's got Ryan Fitzpatrick, a lot going on for him. Billy Corgan, the Smashing Pumpkins lead singer, he is coming on this program uh, in support of N NWA, NWA Wrestling, right? Yeah. And so you're going to help us set up that uh, that segment at the end of hour number two Absolutely. after Travis Kelsey joins us. Kill a trap. The, uh, the freshly shaven, we assume, still. <laughs> the beard, All pro tight end, top 10 on the NFL 100 uh, players list right now mm -hmm. we don't know where he falls on that list but we'll have a great chat with Kilatrav. but as you know we are dead locked in focused on the new historic alliance as is called between the big 10 acc and pac-12 and what in the hell does that mean somebody who knows we assume more than that Me. press release or can give us an idea nicole auerbach who i follow on twitter from the athletic she is terrific at what she does and she's going to be first up so we'll talk a little college football mm -hmm. As Ryan Leaf, who's a frequent fill-in guest on this program, he'll be on tomorrow's show to talk about the Hawaii-UCLA game. He's calling right here on Westwood One for a lot of people. Nice. And um, so lots of college football on the brain. So Trav, then Riverboat Ron, then the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. But first up, Nicole Auerbach. Oh, by the way, you at 844-204-RICH, number to die. On this Hope You're Doing Well Today edition of the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed the Oscar-winning actress who played Mona Lisa Vito herself, Marissa Tomei, phoning into the Rich Eisen Show. Are you there, Marissa? Hey. How you, how you doing, Marissa? <laughs> Good. How you doing? I'm fine. So you just get dropped into the middle of the biggest sports story of the year. <laughs> What's this been like for you, Marissa? Uh, I, I get a kick out of it. So, so basically, your phone blows up saying you have no. That guess what? Bill Belichick just dropped Mona Lisa Vito in a press conference. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had to catch up on what was going on and the whole uh, balls gate or yes. the plate gate. <laughs> By the way, that should be the name. Balls gate is a great name of this whole thing. I'm on the phone. Jesse and I texted about it. We thought it was. We thought it was pretty funny. We, we both got a kick out of it. Joe Pesci texted you about this? Well, yeah, I texted him. He texted me. You know, we sent requisite emojis. <laughs> <laughs> what Joe Pesci emojis? Is that that? that it might was be you the, know the cute one, the kiss, the blowing the kiss. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that might be the biggest breaking news of this whole thing is the Joe Pesci <laughs> emojis. So Marissa, seeing Bill Belichick play physics professor, can you can you I guess. Uh, critique his performance as a physics professor. Was it believable in your estimation? <laughs> I thought it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty darn believable. I thought he, I thought he underrated himself, didn't you? I thought he went above and beyond. <laughs> well, I've, I, I've never heard of a football coach dropping physics knowledge like that. He would pick my ass in a physics test right now. I could tell you that. You know. I thought he could have maybe he could have maybe done it with the accent though. Like if there's activity in the ball relative to the rubbing process. <laughs> yes, you know he was talking about the Pretty football. Funny. Right, exactly. So, I love him. Oh, I love him. So let me <laughs> ask you this final question, Marissa. Yeah. Knowing this character, Mona Lisa Vito, as well as you do, clearly, you want an Oscar for this performance. You know this character inside and out. Do you think Mona Lisa Vito could? Acquit Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Get them out of this mess the same way she did Vinny's cousin. That's a lot of pressure on on Mona Lisa. Yeah, do you think she could do that? I, I think she'd want she'd want to because you know who doesn't who doesn't love him. But um, hmm, I don't know. Ultimately, maybe you know she's a New Yorker. Yeah. So 
she's a Jet fan. <laughs> so. <laughs> so she, Mona Lisa Vito would leave Belichick hanging? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know. It depends how many other other cases are in the queue, perhaps. So. <laughs> but he was definitely, you know, dead on balls accurate, as, as she would say. As she would say. As the first guest in the history of this show at a Super Bowl. Yeah. Unbelievable. Really? Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. As you know, when the Super League hit mm-hmm. in across the pond, as I'm mandated to say... <laughs> Um, as an American sports broadcaster, if anything happens over in the UK, and I don't use that phrase, uh, my card could get revoked. The show could be canceled. We don't need that. We don't need that. Um, I said, we're, before, this was, while it looked like it was going to stick, and then 24 hours later it was poof. How, how would a Super League ever hit in the uh, United States? What, which sport could be susceptible to one and then be consumed by it? I said college football. You're playing at the seats. And I'm telling you, when I was sitting there on walkabout COVID recovery and quarantine and Tokyo Golding here on Peacock for the Olympics, I th- and I heard Oklahoma and Texas were going to the SEC, I'm like, here we go. Now, that might be uh, uh, the, the cart and the rest of this might be the horse, but I don't know. I don't think so. Then this alliance, this historic alliance, this press release was put out at the end of our show two days ago, and I'm like, let's talk about it between the Big Ten and the ACC and the Pac-12. And joining us to talk about it is somebody who I follow on Twitter and who's all over it as the senior writer for college football for The Athletic and an analyst for the Big Ten Network, Nicole Auerbach. How are you, Nicole? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'll just throw it on the floor here. The wide-open question, What what is the historic alliance? What What is this, Nicole? <laughs> well, uh, it, it remains to be seen mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I think it was big uh, by design because it's very early in the process. If you think about how recent it was that Texas and Oklahoma bolted and left the Big 12, you know, it's been about a month and everyone has felt a lot of pressure to respond and to figure out something to do. So this is more about publicly drawing a line in the sand and saying these are the things we are going to fight for in terms of playoff expansion and the future of the NCAA model And also, we do want to schedule each other for football reasons, get into new markets, new recruiting areas. We haven't figured that out yet because that's the most complicated part. But we're drawing a line in the sand here, and the SEC is on the other side of that line. Well, look, I'm all for trying to figure out how to solve the Rubik's Cube of gender equity, social justice, diversity, while also having a strong academic experience and work on the mental and physical health, safety, and wellness and support of student-athletes. I just gave you six bullet points that they put in their press release before getting to postseason championships and future formats. What a great burying the bullet point that one was in this press release. Um, In in all seriousness, no. uh, when you said it, did they go big to try and make something look like something where you're still trying to figure out how to make sure – Clemson and Ohio State don't bolt for the SEC too. That's the way I or and USC. Like that's the way I I took this. Nicole, you tell me if I'm being paranoid as a Michigan guy. What do you think? Yeah, um, I'm a fellow Michigan Daily alum as well. By the way, I wanted to mention that. Um, uh, knew I I knew I followed you and liked your work for a reason, Nicole. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. For those three conferences, you've got to make sure that you're keeping your crown jewels because we just saw what happened. The Big Twelve 
you know, losing their two anchor schools. So, so you, that, that's the number one priority. And when you would talk to anyone in all three of these leagues over the last few weeks, they would bring that up. I mean, especially in the Pac-12, they're saying you've got to make sure USC is happy and involved in the decisions and that we're doing what's best for USC. And it's the same in, in, in all of those leagues because you can't afford to lose those anchor schools and the value that they bring. We, you know, Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, has said you know, to the Texas State Senate that their value goes down by half by losing Texas and Oklahoma. Like, mm. that, that is a massive deal. Um, and, and I think that people are concerned. You, know, you, you mentioned like a premier league, like a, like a super league thing. I mean, I think people were worried when the SEC goes and grabs Oklahoma and Texas that they're going to continue to keep grabbing and that they will eventually have a Super League, and that it will be more like a minor league system to the NFL. So that's part of the reason there was this pressure to respond in some way. And it's important to note with these three conferences, again, it's, it's a vague promise of working together, um, alignment, those types of things. These are all new commissioners. So it's not like one person. It's not like Jim Delaney and Mike Slive who could just go head-to-head on this stuff. But there, there, there is a reason that there's strength in numbers here because of the newness of the commissioners to these roles that are very influential and can be very powerful in college sports. So, uh, Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic here on The Rich Eisen Show. So what's the next step? Like what um, – I actually put a pin in that one. Where's the Big 12? Did they not reach out to them, best you can say? Intel yeah, the Big, 12, the, the Big 12 is not part of this. Um, and if you talk Boy. to people in that league, it is a uh, yeah, people are not happy about that because, you know, it, it's, it's certainly an indictment of the of, of the value of the teams in that league and the instability mm. that everyone else perceives uh, that they were not that they were not part of it. And, you know, there were a lot of pointed questions about that because you had these three commissioners saying that it's important for college sports to have a strong Big 12 and that they're hoping this provides stability, which will help leagues like the Big 12. But you know what would have really helped them? Including them in an alliance. (laughs) And so, so, I mean, there's a lot of concerns with people in that league and a lot of people who are unhappy with leadership and inclusion and feeling like they're being left out of stuff and finding this stuff out really late to be blindsided by the Oklahoma and Texas news. And then to kind of be blindsided by this news of an alliance and these three commissioners working very closely together, it, things are not great in, in Big 12 world right now. And, and we'll have to see if those eight schools, those eight remaining schools stay together. If, you know, how, how long can they keep Oklahoma and Texas in the league and providing value to that conference? Um, all of that remains to be seen, but that's kind of where everyone's focus shifts next. So it's interesting. Uh, let's leave the Big 12 out, right, Nicole? Except how many of the 41 member schools of the Historic Alliance would ditch their coach for Matt Campbell if they could, like right now? <laughs> Right, like ninety percent of yeah. them. <laughs> Seriously, well, you know. You know, I mean, it's that. That's what's so interesting. I mean, Iowa State's coming off their best season ever, and there's Kansas basketball in this group of schools, yep. and Baylor just won the national championship, and those things aren't valuable enough because those schools just don't bring. Like in the Big Ten, are they bringing fifty-five million dollars a year's worth of value? Like, can you can you afford to add it and slice the pie another way? And that's where it comes down to. So it's wild that there's so many valuable pieces and things that matter to, to us as sports fans and administrators and everyone around college sports. But yet that, that's probably not going to be enough for a league, you know, one of those other power leagues to add someone like that. Wouldn't it be great if Iowa State goes on that run, though, right, and just blows it all up that gets us <laughs> – that, that, that they could not be denied a spot in the current construct of college football playoffs because they are so – 
you know, their 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 record is pristine. They don't have any losses. And right, like wouldn't that be just a way for them to crash the party to do something like that this year? Yes. And That'd they could. A- I mean, they're absolutely gonna be in the mix. I mean, it's just they gotta just gotta get through Oklahoma, but one of those schools is, is going to the playoffs. Wow. So I mean I'm really high on Iowa State, but it, it would be really telling. And it's again it's it, it gets at all of these issues that end up making decisions in college sports about money and markets and value and all these things instead of like, what is it? What is a great program that, you know, that is really has a strong identity means a lot to its college town, you know, is, has built its way up, kept its coach, like all these things that we theoretically love about college sports, um, you know, don't come into play in conference realignment in the way that, you know, theoretically in an ideal world that they should. And, you know, and, and just one last thing on, on this part of our conversation, Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic here on The Rich Eisen Show, is that at some point, though, basketball is going to be a commodity that is, that is valuable to any super league that creates it uh, a, itself, right? Because at some point, the way that it's been described to me by a lead pipe wielding sports executive who remains nameless, this person told me um, that the ultimate is to create a Super League, not just for the football. You Once you get that handled, now you go after the NCAA tournament and do your own tournament and turn the current tournament into an NIT by inviting also the Cinderella's to the dance uh, based on how they choose. They want them in as an at-large bid to their Super League. And so at, the, at some point, the Kansas-Baylor uh, um, programs will be valuable, but just, I guess, not right now is the way it looks like well, that's- that, that's the interesting piece about all of this, because if you think back, what was it, six, seven years ago when the idea of a power conference started, that was because they got autonomy in legislative issues in the NCAA governance structure. It was because they threatened to break away and because they everyone values that basketball tournament and the fact that you have to have the Davids to the Goliath to make it as valuable as it is. And there's just so much money at stake, right? So that kept everyone under the same umbrella so every time this type of you know idea gets floated, that's really what it comes down to. Is there still enough value of keeping everyone under the same umbrella and having those upsets and having those automatic qualifiers from you know those one bid leagues and the Mercers of the world, or is it? Are we eventually going to outgrow that and that people are just going to um, you know the, the the conferences that make the most money? are going to just invest in the sports that make the most money, right? Like that's where I think when you think about college sports being at an inflection point right now and then kind of over the next five, ten years, like that's kind of one of the macro questions that's going to need to be answered. Um, so two more questions. I'm going to remove the pin uh, ultimately on the one that I put a pin in a couple minutes ago, Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic. Where's Notre Dame in all this? Where do they sit? Where do they fit in? So they're, they're included if you count up all the schools and 41, they are 41 because they are a full member in basketball and in other sports in the ACC. I think, you know, my understanding, I, I, I was, had a million other questions to ask these three commissioners, but I didn't get to the Notre Dame question specifically, but I would assume, I think it would be a healthy assumption to assume that like the games that include Notre Dame in, from a football standpoint would count towards the Alliance games. I mean, they've got five contractual games with ACC teams every year. They play Stanford. They play USC. They play Big Ten teams. Um, I think they align in a lot of ways. Uh, but they're being grouped in as when they say 41 presidents, 41 schools, 
that means they've been looped in on this. And again, some of those purest ideas of college sports and academics and broad-based sports offerings and, you know, Olympic sports, like that is stuff that they also, you know, prioritize and, and talk about as well. So I think they would be included in this seems to be another example of Notre Dame not needing to join a full conference uh, or a conference as a full member to get the perks of being included in stuff like this. Okay, now let's remove the pin. Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic, senior writer, also Big Ten network analyst. What's next with this historic alliance and SEC taking it in? And I would have loved to have had a GoPro on Greg Sankey when somebody <laughs> handed him that press release at the SEC. That yes, would have been great. Uh, much the same way I would have loved to have a GoPro on, you know, all these other commissioners when the Oklahoma and Texas news broke um, because, you know, it was just so stunning. But I think the next thing to pay attention to will happen over the course of the next month. And this is where we'll get a sense of, you know, how much power this alliance actually wields. But there is a meeting at the end of September for the college football playoff board of managers. So that's the presidents and chancellors and commissioners who run the playoff. And originally there was a hope that at this meeting they would be able to nail down like a start date of when and and formally approve the 12-team playoff proposal, but also figure out when it could start. And everyone's saying as soon as the 2023 season. Now, those three commissioners that have gone out and said, we're aligned, we're going to work together, they're essentially going to try to operate as a voting bloc, they're going to try to delay the the implementation of the playoff. And it's possible that they have some insight into the format that they were not part of the working group that came up with the proposal, Mm. but they want to get their fingerprints on the proposal and the format and where some of the games are played. It might stay at 12, but like, some of the details of the proposal itself. So it's kind of two prongs of the playoffs. But that will be the first chance because, again, everyone's saying this is a really vague alliance. It doesn't mean anything. Well, if they're able to work together and delay playoff expansion until the end of its initial contract, take it to an open market, take it to Fox and CBS and NBC and get everybody bidding on this thing, having different rounds, bringing in more money, well, that's a pretty tangible result of an alliance like this. So I think we'll actually get a pretty good sense of the the power this group is wielding really in the next 30 days about playoff expansion, if they're able to delay this. All right. Let's check on that. Nicole, really appreciate the time. Um, So I guess you're also a perfect person to ask this question. I think I lost my student ID card uh, at the Michigan Daily building back in 1988 at one point. Uh, did you see any sign of it while you were in that building at 420 Maynard in Ann Arbor? Uh, no? I, I did not, but I will tell you that that door doesn't always lock appropriately anyway, so I feel like you'll be able to get in next okay. time you need to. Is that right? It's, it's still, it's still they, they have an airtight, airtight of the building? <laughs> it, it is. It is still the same building. It is right next to the Union. Um, okay. It's been a while since I've been there, but uh, yes, way too many hours spent. Okay, no, me, uh, me too. I, I remember one of my one of my memories of college was I drew the short straw when it was the uh, one of the associate editors of the sports section. I drew the short straw of having to lock the paper the night of the national championship game oh. where Ooh. Michigan beat Seton Hall, and uh, because I had to run back and get Adam Schefter's game copy into uh, the machinery uh, and print it. Literally, it was a printing press and everything. I had to, I had to get that copy and um, and uh, remember running through, every, everyone was running to the center of campus to celebrate Glenn Rice and Ramil Robinson's victory. Mm-hmm. And I was running in the other direction like a salmon swimming upstream. <laughs> but at least I was uh, half in the bag because I watched it at my fraternity house uh, halfway through. Uh-huh. 
So there that's my, there you that's go. my experience. Uh, my, first, my first time in, in 420 Maynard, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you go on that, sure. is uh, the day after App State. That was my first oh, game as a freshman. Come on. So I watched, no. No yeah, so way. I, my first, first meeting of the student paper was watching them tear up everything that they had written about that football season and start from scratch. Were you covering? So, what was your? What were you covering to start? You weren't covering the football team to start, right? No, the, no, that was my the first meeting. I covered gymnastics. Okay, my freshman. Year. And then you did you make your way to the football beat towards the end? Yep, I did. I did men's ice hockey, men's basketball, and uh, and football. All of those. That's okay. the daily. All right, it's it's an incredible launching pad, and um, congrats on being named uh, national sports writer of the year in 2020, and everything Thank going you. on with you, Nicole. Thanks for the time. You. Look for my call again. I appreciate it. You Take got care. It. You got it. That's Nicole Auerbach uh, of The Athletic. I follow her on Twitter. You should, too. So, again, you got to be first in. Got to be first in. Um, you know, you got to be first in, certainly when people are not expecting you to be first in. Mm-hmm. How many teams do you think are looking at Texas and Oklahoma saying, we should have been those people? Now, they won't say that publicly because that would mean that they're turning their backs on traditions well, and the rest of their partners and their conferences or whatever. I'm just wondering how many athletic directors, school presidents might not be, but athletic directors, oh, damn it. <laughs> right? Punching the air right now. You know? Like, I, you know, like when we're, as you know, we cultivated this caper with uh, this new award for college football mm-hmm. this fall, the toughest player on planet Earth with our friends at Gorilla Glue. Yep a name, image, and likeness deal. We're going to give a, uh, an award out every Tuesday during the college football season and, um, and name that player the toughest player on planet yep. Earth. Gorilla Glue is going to hook up with the player and give them product, contract, worth a 1000 bucks for their name, image, and likeness. Cool stuff. I was nervous that another show might have the same idea and beat us to the punch. Got to be the first. Want to be the first? <laughs> You know? You know what Ricky Bobby said, Rich? If you're not first, you're last. You're last. That's it. And something I else think, about we, Big Red, have, too. Don't we have uh, one of the most famous directors in all of planet Earth saying that? Stand by. Right? I believe we do, yes. Right? He was the, he's the, why am I blanking on his name right now? Oh, yeah, Christopher, Christopher Nolan, Nolan, of course. Yeah. yeah. He, he, when I asked him of like his favorite remote drop movie of all time, he said The Legend of Ricky Bobby. You know, I found interesting, Rich. Right, Notre Dame. I guess they can still they can do whatever reap they the benefit, do. of course, because without they, putting their whole foot they have in their and, own television contract. NBC's got a television contract yeah. with them, and people who don't normally care about any other school because they, you know, either didn't go to one that's got a football program, like Mike Del Tufo says, "I'm a Notre Dame fan." Yeah. There's a lot of people like him, which True. is frightening. <laughs> I'm a single. I forgot. I know. Is it Dick? <laughs> I he's a new, he's a new man today, Rich. You got, I know you got a single. single. I know he's trying to come find a single. Also trying to find the Christopher Nolan drop that like, exists. He can't just, find drops. If you only label it properly, you know, Mike, it's labeled, so it. it just wouldn't. What's it labeled? Over. What's it labeled? Christopher Nolan. Drop. Okay, there you go. Very good. <laughs> it's like, well, but at any rate, what? the reason why I say if you're not first, you're last, is I think this historic alliance is like just in case, mm-hmm. you know, Ohio State and Clemson sitting there thinking. Maybe we should go and make it 18 teams in the SEC once Oklahoma and Texas go. That would upset the entire apple cart. If you ain't first, you're lost. Thank you. Very good. <laughs> that's, the, that's the phrase. That's it. And we were, we were first, Rich. 
All right, we'll take a break. And when we come back here on the Rich Eisen Show, oh, baby, Kyle Shanahan, when are you going to make the announcement? (laughs) Well, somebody asked him that two days ago, and he Uh said, when I damn well please, sort of. Wait till you hear this exchange and what Jimmy Garoppolo has to say. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. What are your feelings now that Alex Smith has been unofficially traded away to use your um, phraseology here? It's it's awkward. It's awkward. I, uh, I honestly don't know how to really accept it. <clears throat> I mean, through uh, <clears throat> my entire career, I've uh, you can't say Travis Kelsey without Alex Smith. I mean, he's been my quarterback. He's been the guy that's uh, arguably the I owe a lot of my success to him. You know, so it's um. It's going to be awkward going into a huddle, like I said, with uh, with anybody but Alex. But I know Pat is ready for the opportunity. Sure, he's um, he's he's taking a lot of a lot of mental reps and a lot of notes from Alex and how this thing should be ran. Um, Alex ran it to a to an absolute T this uh, this past season, and um, you know, obviously, everyone's excited to see what he can do. Well, how did you learn about it yesterday? The trade, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, my no. girlfriend called me and told me I, what's going on with Alex, and sure enough, I went on Twitter, and every everything told me that he was being traded to Washington. Now, you know, we don't usually get into the personal life here uh, on the show, but is this the young lady from Catching Kelsey? Are no, you- this is not the young lady <laughs> from Catching Kelsey. So it was... Uh, Catching we Kelsey. just need to put that show in it's like re- the archives. Oh, no, like, oh, yeah, really. It's, uh, it was a fun show, but it really wasn't that fun afterwards. And um, yeah, so no, it, was it was cat. Hold on, Catching Kelsey and release. Yes, catch and fumble, Kelsey. <laughs> yes. the it's catch. not a catch. Not a it catch. was not a catch. It was, it was one of those. The ground is it a catch? Jesse James is it? The relationship did not survive the ground. You know, is what you're saying? It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> but now we have a catch. Amazing. Okay. We have a catch. Might have a touchdown. Oh. oh. Might have a touchdown. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's a celebration dance then of there, some sort. There will be if further review. It's under review. <laughs> the, the catch is under review. So we'll see. 
We'll see where it goes. All right. The red challenge flag still in the pocket yeah. for Travis Kelsey here <laughs> on the Rich Eisen Show. And look, Mahomes, uh, we had Chris Harris of the Broncos on game day morning in the playoffs. And he said when he was looking at film of Mahomes and he played a couple of series against him. Yeah. He says this kid's got some serious ability. The Broncos said that. Yeah. Have you seen anything of that note yet? Without a doubt. I mean, what he what he does in practice is uh, it's fun to watch him in practice because kind of he's on the scout team, kind of just being a backyard quarterback, throwing it all every way imaginable you mm-hmm. can think of, sidearm, underhand, chucking, putting the ball anywhere on the field. So it was definitely fun watching him in that regard. And it, like I said, it's going to be exciting to see where you can go with it because it's it's the mm-hmm. the expectation is definitely high. Oh wow, 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 wow! Great to see that now. That's from three years ago. Back on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. We just, in our Peacock-only segment, waiting for our radio audience to return, just showed Travis Kelsey from January of 2018 at the Super Bowl in Minnesota, the one that the Eagles eventually would beat New England. And um, talking about Alex Smith had just gotten traded and um, he's going to miss him. The only quarterback he really had known in professional sports, talking about Mahomes potentially being ready, saying in practice he's throwing it underhand. <laughs> every which way. And, uh, every which way. And at the time, I'm sitting at the desk. I just thought that was just a way to just describe how, you know, talented he is as well as off the wall talented that he could possibly be. But and to hype him up a little I, I think he probably literally meant he was throwing it underhand. Now <laughs> yeah. that we see the way that he plays football. Sidearm right? like Kent Tocovey yeah. out there, you know. Yeah. And now the two of them are on the top 10 list on the NFL 100 uh, best players in the NFL list. That? That's going to be revealed in order coming up uh, this weekend on NFL Network. And uh, I'll bring this up to Kelsey uh, on the program. He's in the top 10. How about that? Kill the track. Hey, man. Top 10. You know player. what we should and do, You Rich? cannot deny it. You cannot deny it. You can't. You know what we should do? Since we kind of know, we know who the top 10 players are, but not the order. Mm-hmm. Rich Eisen, you should give us oh. your top 10 based on those 10 names. See, you know, kind of match your All list right. up against the official list. I'll accept that challenge. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling good about myself. Arthur Smith said he was going to use the match rule in, <laughs> in a sentence yeah. to the Atlanta Falcons during a, tra- uh, uh, I guess, a team meet. He said he would bring it up at a team meeting, yeah. which would be a crowning achievement of my career. Look, for as happy as it made you, it made Brockman angry, so you guys were like oh on a gosh. seesaw of emotion. Why is he so angry about that? <laughs> you got to move on. Thank you. You don't get the I love you, Rich. Uh, Just get the I love All right, we'll do that next hour. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that next hour. Yeah, interesting. So, uh, Kyle Shanahan has a decision to make. Yes, Trey Lance oh, or Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance? He was asked that question at the uh, end of uh, the uh, second preseason week. They had just finished the second preseason week. They had just played the Chargers here in Los Angeles. And and uh, uh, Coach was asked about it. And he said, what are you going to tell us? He goes, whatever I feel like it. <laughs> so, heat check. Press did a heat check on uh-huh. Coach Shanahan. Just... Maybe this is the time when he feels like it. Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, tap that stove. No, you won't tell us too, but have you decided on a week one Um, I got a pretty good idea, but as you guys can see with everything, I don't, I'm not a big, I don't know our schedule a couple days from now. Um, so I got a, I've always had a pretty good idea, um, but 
you know, there's lots of days between now and then at every position. I wonder if he thought in the back of his head, should I give the same line that I gave earlier in the spring? Like we could all be dead by Sunday. <laughs> I'm sure it kind of, cause he kind of, that, that uh, a softer, a softer version of that is like, you know, Hey, you got a couple days of practice between now. There's, there's, there's a lot of time between now and then. And so he doesn't feel like it just yet, but he did allow that. He's got a good idea. Yeah. Which is more than what we heard from Belichick at the start of the show. <laughs> So let's try one of the quarterbacks. Yeah, Jimmy, go to the source. Let's go straight to yeah, Jimmy G. Yeah. All right, let's check it out. Kyle said he had a pretty good idea to do the starting quarterback in week one. Do you have a pretty good idea? Oh, yeah, I have a pretty good idea. Okay. <laughs> you were smiling about it. That must mean something, right? Uh, it's whatever he decides, yeah. I'll, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have a pretty good idea. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now and everything, and just the offense as a whole. Uh, but, yeah, Kyle's the head man. He'll make the call. That's your starting quarterback, the San Francisco 49ers, don't I mean, you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I've got a pretty good idea. Million watt smile. Like on that handsome Garoppolo chiseled face. The cat that ate the canary. Like, like that's <laughs> that smile. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's cheesing That's not a right smile now. of a backup no. quarterback who's lost his job after taking the team to the Super Bowl two years ago and having an injury marred 2020. That looks like the starting quarterback of your 2021 San Francisco 49ers week one of the season. At the Detroit Lions. That's what it looks like to me. Rich, that's the smile of a man. Go ahead, Mike. If I looked like that, I'd be smiling all the time. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Look at me. Come on. I mean, that's a single. I got a single. Just like Jimmy G. That's the smile. That was the smile of a man whose Instagram crush slid into his DMs. Okay. I mean, look at me. That that that's what Jimmy G smile was. His Instagram, his Instagram crush returned his DM. That's your starting quarterback. Oh, yeah. 100%. Runs, right? I mean, he's, it's got to be. It's, yeah. it's up to, you know, he's got a, he I've got a good idea, smiling, great follow-up question. You're smiling about it. That must mean something, right? Yeah. And he's just, well, I mean, 100%. the coach is going to have to make that announcement. Says. But that's your starting quarterback right there. Okay. And if so, totally believable. Makes sense. Because the coach who is hooked up to sodium pentothal in every single one of his press conferences from the day of the trade trading all the way up to number three and trading their future away next two drafts to go all the way up to number three, all the way through to drafting Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan said, if this was a free agent acquisition, our current starting quarterback, it would be a different story. But this is a trade for draft choice that may not be ready. We could fit him under the cap. Guy started in the Super Bowl two years ago. Locker room loves him. We love him. He could absolutely still start this year. And guess what? Looks like that's the case because that's the smiling face of a starting quarterback in the NFL. And <laughs> it's the smiling face of a, a starting audio executive with his own single shot on the Rich Eisen show because Chris Brockman is at some stupid-ass fantasy draft <laughs> with his friends. Travis Kelsey, the clean-shaven all-pro tight end, will be joining us next on the Rich Eisen show. By the way, these are some handsome individuals, and we I mean, are we are like stuck pigs. I know it's like what are we compared doing? to these guys? Well, I, mean, I mean, the two shots, no, no worse two shot in my career than um, Brockman. If he was here, would tell you the Rich Eisen Show podcast special of geez, what was it? it had to be 2012, 2013, had to be when I was uh, emceeing 
the uh, the New England Patriots kickoff dinner. My uh, two nephews, Jack and Sam, are off camera right here because it's a it's a bar mitzvah time for Xander this weekend. Family's coming into town. Sam and Jack, they were there that day. Sam and Jack were were they met Randy Moss that night. They met everybody that yeah. night. Not any right. Um, giving them a shout out being here. I just want to say Jack tried to flex on me when he walked in. He's got some Travis Scotts on, and literally it was like the yeah, first guys, thing in, he said. Walk into Brockman's chair right over there. Go ahead. Walk into Brockman's chair right over there. Go ahead. Why, why not Jack? Jack, of course you're going to flex. Yeah. Get in there, Sam. Could, Jack couldn't wait go. to show me his Travis Scotts the, when I walked okay, in. Okay, very good. Well, at any rate, those are the two guys. They Sam were there. standing, Jack sitting. They were there. And uh, they met Brady. You guys met Brady that night, right? You would turn their microphone on? Turn on Brockman's mic. There you we met, go. We're you, on. You met it. Brady that night, right, Jack? Yeah, as well as Red Moss. You could lean in. Lean in. I know you, lean, you haven't yeah. gone to the Newhouse school yet of Syracuse. <laughs> no, it was Randy Moss, too, and he flipped uh, Sam over his shoulders in the locker room. Sam, he flipped you. Say that again. Randy Moss flipped yeah, you over his shoulder? Over his shoulders because as soon as I saw him, I tried to go tackle him. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to tackle You tried to wrap up Randy Moss? Yeah, yeah, when Sam was about four or five years old, he tried to tackle Randy Moss. So <laughs> how old are you now again? 17. 17. So this is 13 f- years? My God. Wow. Time flies. Man. All right. So so we're this was Bra- my two shot with Brady mm-hmm. that I had because he sat down to do an interview. It's terrible. I wore like a Zenia suit you could, and a sweater yeah, to make sure that no. my, just like this, to make sure that my, my, my button-down shirt wasn't like bunched up on a two-shot. Mm-hmm. I was looking good. Brady walked in, looked like, like I was wearing a yeah. burlap sack <laughs> on the spot. This many years later, he still looks like, he looks better. I know that. It's insane. The guy looks better. I know. So when we get a two-shot of you and Jimmy G and then me and then Travis Kelsey, it's just... Uh, they got to do a split. They got to do bad that. news. And now, you, and now you with my beautiful nephews. Like my, handsome, By the way, my handsome nephews. I got the kawais. They keep, these guys wearing this other stuff. You got to wear true. these kawais. I call these the kawais now. These yeah, guys, ones. He got the air kawais. These are air really kawais. My God. Don't forget about TJ with the uh, Volk Golds on over there. All right, very I mean, good. I mean, we can't. You know, it's Look nothing. at you guys. It's All nothing. right, Travis Kelsey, when we come back, hour number two in the Rich Eisen Show. 